I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. I'm back. It's so good to be back. You can get in touch about anything at all on 086 1800 658. Let's kick things off with Belinda Carlisle. Heaven is behind a microphone. It really is. Belinda Carlisle kicking us off. Heaven is a place on earth. It is so nice to be here with you. I missed you. I really missed you. And there's nothing like a forced isolation to make you appreciate the good things in life. This is one of the good things right here. Thank you so much for all of your messages coming in already on 086 1800 658. And a lot of people reached out to me when I was whinging on social media over the past few days because I contracted COVID. I did. I'm sure I had to let you all know about that constantly, didn't I? (laughs) I am the world's worst patient. I really am. So thank you so much for listening to all of the whinging and the whining and for still continuing to follow me. That is, that's pretty impressive. So thank you so much. Um, I did, I did get COVID and it was like the most inconvenienced sort of scenario. I wasn't too bad with it, thankfully. But yeah, it was. I just couldn't cope with not being able to leave and go out and do things. And yeah, that really affected me. So some things happened to me during my COVID isolation. And uh, for somebody who's not good at sitting in one place for too long, somebody who is ridiculously impatient, I found it incredibly challenging. I really did. So here are some things that happened to me during the isolation of COVID. The first phase, I'm going to call this denial. Something has got to be wrong. You know, I, I've got an amazing immune system. I'm, I'm never sick. Like, how on earth has this happened to me? I could lick the face of somebody with COVID and not get it. This hundredth antigen test has to be wrong. That's phase one, denial. Phase two, convincing yourself it won't actually be that bad. Okay, I have to stay in a room on my own. This will be great. I'm going to get loads done. The kids won't be allowed in. That's a plus. Uh, What about all of those box sets and movies I've wanted to watch? You know what I mean? That's phase two. Phase three, bringing me swiftly to phase three. It is that bad. After what seems like hours scrolling through all of the choices you have on streaming platforms and TV, you still don't know what to watch. Plus your kids do barge in anyway to ask you to get something, find something or even to hug you. It's like, get it into your head. You can't come in here. And again, you won't be able to sit still because you lack the capacity. Brings me to phase four, the fear. The fear that you'll never get over it. You're only hours in isolation, but you know, you've got a slightly achy head, the limbs, you know, overwhelming exhaustion. You fear that this bugger will never leave your body. So you start dreaming about negative antigen tests and not being able to hug your kids. Which brings me to phase five. You then become numb to it all. Do you know what I mean? In fact, you find yourself on streaming programmes like on platforms like uh, Netflix streaming things like Tyler Henry, The Hollywood Medium, because it's the first programme to pop up on your feed. True story that happened. Finally, release. 
after eight long days of mind-numbingly boring isolation and all the Tyler Henry you could watch, you emerge bleary-eyed into the world, exhausted but ready to never catch COVID again. Gemma Kennedy outnumbered on LMFM's 11 to 1. Have to mention that it is a World Down Syndrome Day. Going to be talking a little bit more about this on the Northeast Update later on. But I have to mention the wonderful Down Syndrome Centre in the Northeast here. They are doing, it's slightly different. Normally it's an odd sock day, but they're doing lots of socks. Lots of socks 2022 today. And so many businesses and uh, childcare facilities and organisations around this neck of the woods have registered for this, which is great. So they're asking people to wear lots of colourful socks and uh, to donate and support and uh, going to vital services there. You'll find the details of this on their Facebook, but they're also on dscnortheast.ie So very colourful socks happening all around the place there for the World Down Syndrome Day. And uh, talking about um, things that are happening locally, if there are you know events happening in your area, if you're running a fundraiser, we do love to hear from you. So do get in touch with us on that. We're only delighted to promote and support you. Info at lmfm.ie is probably the best way to do this. And I know a lot of people are doing various different charity organ things for uh, Ukraine as well. So do keep all of those details coming into us because we're, we're delighted to support and to get behind you. Um, we are very much delighted to support and get behind Nina Carberry. Oh my God, I was messaging her there this morning. She has reached the grand final. This is so exciting of Dancing with the Stars. And we met Nina at more or less the start of this journey. And she was very sort of, I suppose, dubious about how she was going to get on. And I said, listen, 100%, I see it. You're definitely getting to the final. Like that's 100% happening. I think she could get it. Between herself and Ellen Keane, I think, is the is the tough competition with regards to this. But she performed so, so well last night. We did have to say goodbye to Matthew McNabb. He left the series. So Nina is there alongside Ellen Keane, Jordan Conroy, uh, Conroy and Erica Cody all through to this grand final of Series 5. And if you're watching it, last night uh, Nina was the first on the dance floor and like so many other weeks, she's gotten the top score again from the judges. They were just loving the performance uh, as well. She got the highest scoring Paso Doble in the uh, five series of Dancing with the Stars, which is so impressive. So we're going to catch up with Nina later on in the week as she heads towards this grand final. Can she do it? Can she lift that glitter ball trophy? I think she definitely does have what it takes, but we're going to have to watch this space, but we will catch up with her and see how rehearsals are going a little bit later on in the week. Going to take a quick break now. We're back with Niall Horan. 11 to 1. The beloved family pet is just like any other member of the family. And if you want to... The Derry Girls are back in our lives. Yes. Series three of this fantastic uh, programme is hitting our screens very, very soon. I have a little taster of a trailer for you on the way. But first, it's back to the music. Here's Niall Horan. They're so successful as a duo. Anne-Marie and Niall Horan everywhere. Now, this is everywhere at the moment. The Derry Girls season three trailer. Because on St. Patrick's Day, Channel 4 dropped the first full trailer for this long-awaited season. Uh, now, they did just say that the episodes will be coming soon, but I think it's in the next month or so, which is good. Um, so this has been in the pipeline really since before the pandemic started. Obviously, COVID uh, put, you know, sort of delays on all of this, but it is fantastic. And as a lot of people will know who have been following the series, um, the creator of this, Lisa McGee, she said that the show is based basically on her own experiences growing up in Derry in Ireland. The first season, was kind of you know set during the troubles the second was against the backdrop of the peace process this season is saying here we'll show viewers that while Northern Ireland is growing up this gang of Egypts certainly aren't anytime soon so here's a little taster of Derry Girls season 3 once again, the maze was the focal point of a troubled peace process. Don't anyone ever bangs on about. We lived on the edge back then. We were young, wild, fearless. Drum roll, please, sister. Have you lost your actual mind? Hell it! Only much longer. Are we going to ignore the elephant in the room? Where? You fail your GCSE. The school won't take you back. Just try to enjoy what time you've left, girls. I'm 
sorry, can nobody else hear the absolute racket you're making? Just breathing. It's anguish breathing, Jane. It is a bit oppressive, actually. Jerry! 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 Someone call him? Jesus, I need some excitement. You call for a plumber? If you're that hot, you should at least have the common decency to be a bit thick. We don't need to be constantly supervised. Firstly, absolutely brilliant I mean that soundtrack enough has me hooked in there you know Derry Girls it is returning to our lives no actual date just yet but do watch this space I'll have all the details for you when it does drop I'm not sure what his dancing skills are like, but he is in the running. He has been nominated for the Mr. Personality competition. This is a competition, bit of crack, bit of crack, uh, that the Mochran Affirma organisation run every year. And this guy has been waiting two years for his chance in the spotlight and the Mr. Personality Festival it's going to be running in Kilkenny from the 8th uh, to the 9th of April and it's essentially Mocker and Affirma you know they nominate a person from each county and they compete against each other well Bernard Byrne from Toher Mocker and Affirma he is representing Loud uh, in this competition we're going to catch a word with Bernard and his winning personality just after these 11 to 1 They say a great personality is everything. Well, my first guest this morning is hoping he has a winning personality as he is representing the wee county of Louth at the 15th annual Mr. Personality Festival. It's being run this year by Kilkenny County Mochran Affirma and it's running from the 8th to the 9th of April. Now, as well as being a proud member of Mochra, Toher man Bernard Byrne enjoys football, farming and going out on the sesh and he believes he's a man of many talents and he's hoping to bring back the Mr. Personality title to loud. I'm delighted to be joined by Bernard Byrne from Toher. He's on the line. How you doing, Bernard? No bother. How's things? I'm Jeez. good. I'm good. I'm good. Congratulations, first of all. You're representing We County of Loud. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. I suppose I am. Uh, I am and I'm not. You know, it's uh, it's been a long time coming because uh, I've been nominated since 2020 because, and then because of the last two years, it's been cancelled. So, it's a, it's a long time coming, but uh, yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so you're two years chomping at the bit for this. Okay, so uh, tell us about this competition. So it's run by Macra and Affirma. How does it work? Um, well, it's uh, it's each each county then no- nominates a, a a lad from a uh, from their their county around Ireland, and uh, the I think it's every year they come down to Kilkenny to uh, to do to do events and. I think it's yeah, it's competitions, and then there's a there's a night of reviewing, asking questions and stuff like that on a, on yeah on stage and stuff, and then there's a there's a banquet and the the last night. Uh, okay, so you your so your club essentially nominated you, which is a nice ego boost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't even like that. It was um, there's a, there's a titles night, so everyone allowed eat. There's 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 six. There's now six. Uh, Clubs and loud, but uh, there was five at the time. They did not. They, they didn't even nominate. You, you could go down as many as many people as you wanted from your club. Uh, I wasn't even meant to be doing it that night, but uh, I got asked on the night uh, to, to just go down and do an interview. And we, uh, we, were, I, I think we, we just we didn't even do the interview. We were just chatting for most of the night, <laughs> and then I ended up getting picked to uh, to represent to represent loud uh, from tour. Fantastic. Okay, so there must have been something in there now, Bernard. So, you know, tell us a little bit about this and the personality of yours, because for me, personality is everything. And you're hoping that your personality is going to win this overall competition. So what do you think will make you stand out? Oh, oh uh, lots of things. Uh, oh, just, I say lots of things. It's, it's not really. It's just, uh, I don't know, I'm just a bubbly character, you know, that sort of way. Uh, you go to Makra and you you just talk. You, you end up talking about anything to everyone. You know that sort of the way. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't know. I I sort of have a weird personality where I can talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> uh, there's not there's not much I don't have. A, you know, dip me yes. toes into and stuff like that. But uh, I I don't know. The interviews just just pick something. There's something about me on the night. I'm not too sure what it was, <laughs> but. Uh, 
yeah, I ended up impressed. It obviously impressed. And like, now tell us a little bit about like when when it comes to your personality, does it help when it comes to chatting up the opposite sex? Do you have a girlfriend or are you oh, you no. free and single? I'm free and single. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's obviously uh, me when I'm sober and me when uh, there's a few drinks involved. There's two different characters all together. But uh, yeah, I I do uh, I do talk dung to everyone. You know that sort of way about anything. You know. You just you don't you're not you've no inhibitions now, do you? Like when it comes to say, as you say, a little bit of Dutch courage in there. It comes to approaching a woman. Do you have like a go-to chat up line, or do you don't go for any of that crack? Oh no, it's it's sort of just uh, well, there's, there's the classic are you well because you're looking well, but uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, it's it's sort of a it's sort of a just you click on the night, you know that sort of way. Yeah. I understand, I understand. And tell us about, because you were talking about Makra there, you've been a member of Toher Makra. How long have you been involved with them? Uh, it's been six years, actually. Uh, I was just thinking about that today. It's been, yeah, six years. So I joined when I was 17. And, uh, yeah, the first year was, I, I was just asked to come along to a meeting. And then I've been I've been there ever since. I, so I've been chair for the last three years. And I was secretary before that. So I've, I've been busy in the club, um but uh, no, this this is my last year in chair, so it's I'll hand on the pass on the mantle to someone else. Yeah, and like uh, it's, I I know from talk, talking to people that I know that would be involved in Macra, it is a fantastic organisation, great for meeting other people. You've got a really kind of uh, big social calendar as well, normally as well for 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 Macra throughout the year. Well, that's it. There's uh, there's there's events going every near every weekend like this, and it's not just you know. Social drinking or yeah. farming events. There's there's loads of things like there's uh there's debating there's the debating coming up now in the next week or two. Uh, there was volleyball there. We had we had the county round of volleyball there last last weekend there over the busy Paddy's Day weekend. But uh, no, there's there's any amount of social events uh, and athletic events. And this is the thing with Macra. If you want to do an event there's no hassle in getting it yeah. you know up and running and you can you can do it but uh, oh, there's always there's, a, there's always something on every weekend you know that's fantastic great way to meet people and connect as you say and you know in talking about this competition there's a fairly full on weekend planned for yourselves the contestants because as you mentioned you will have interviews private interviews with the judges on stage interviews as well you will have some challenges to compete in have you any inclination on what the challenges might be I, I honest to god haven't a clue um <laughs> I it, I think they change it every year the challenges as well so like nobody knows until you go down uh, on the Saturday so uh, yeah it should be that's a fun the nerve wracking bit yeah yeah could, yeah <laughs> and uh, uh, so what what will it mean to you then if you win oh that's that's a big stretch if I win but uh, oh geez it means the world like it'd be sure it's just to win anything you know it's, yeah. it's a grace like you you just you just love it. You know, like you just—it's sort of like you love the limelight or whatever. It's—it's it's just a moment for yourself, you know. But uh, I don't be—I don't, don't expect to win and win. But you know, it's just something to do, you know. To, no, you have to be confident. Come on, now, Bernard, <laughs> get that confidence in. We want this. We want the Mister Personality to come to loud. We really do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, you will. You'll have confidence on the night. You really will. Oh, well, listen, definitely, yeah. Well, listen, it's been great chatting to you. Best of luck with it. I hope the challenges aren't too tricky and let's hope that you do bring the trophy back to, to, to Louth. But listen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bernard Brown there. The festival takes place from the 8th to the 9th of April and uh, you can just go along to this and watch and have the crack. You don't need to necessarily be involved in the actual competition itself. It's guaranteed to be a great weekend. There's lots of different activity that's happening over the the, the final of the weekend. Uh, if you want more details and information mrpersonality.ie you'll also find them at uh, Mr Personality Festival on social media as well and you can uh, book tickets tickets uh, to the banquet and all the rest uh, through the Springfield Court Hotel. So the number for them is 056 772 1122. So that's 056-772-1122. And as I mentioned there, all of the details are on their social media. And here's hoping that Bernard can do us proud and bring back the big Mr. Personality win to the wee county. Uh, he, he'll, he'll do well. He's a good guy. Uh, just getting a message in here. 
We were chatting earlier on about it being World Down Syndrome Day and we're talking about uh, the Lots of Socks event that was happening for the North East uh, Centre. But also, uh, normally on, on Down Syndrome Day, it's Odd Socks. And I'm getting a lovely picture here. Uh, it's coming in on 086-1800-658 from Lorraine Cunningham. She says, Hi Sinead, will you ask people to remember Down Syndrome Blaney Blades are asking people to post their Odd Socks on their Facebook page. And she has one fairly plain black sock and a real multicolor. Uh, sock involved in the picture here. So if you are taking part in this, the Down, uh, Down Syndrome, World Down Syndrome Odd Socks Day, Blaney Blades are asking people to post your pictures on their Facebook page there as well and get involved and raise awareness. We will be talking more about World Down Syndrome Day in the North East Update. That's on the way very, very shortly. Going to take a quick break and we're back with Aslan. 11 to 1. There's Aslan. She's so beautiful on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. Today in 1963, Alcatraz Prison in San Francisco Bay is closed. Also in 1980, a season finale cliffhanger on the TV show Dallas as villain J.R. Ewing is shot by an unknown assailant. Do we still not know who shot him? Who shot J.R.? You know, it's like one of those mysteries, isn't it? Also on this date in 1962, Matthew Broderick, American actor, was born in uh, New York City. And today is World Down Syndrome Day. And this year, the theme is what does inclusion mean? So around the world, it's accepted that everyone should have the same opportunities, be able to go to the same places, to take part in the same activities and enjoy the same experiences in life without limitations. But unfortunately, the reality for some people with Down syndrome is it's not inclusive as it should be. So this is an idea, this theme this year is to in- inclusion, provide participation and inclusion for everybody. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at Senator Windows. We're heading towards 12 News and after that we're talking about an item of clothing that really the very brave can wear. We're talking about micro minis. The micro mini is making a comeback. We're going to be chatting about that with Maria Macklin and lots more discussion with her. Plus the Wolf Tones GFC kickstarts their Gaelic for Girls initiative. I'm going to find out more about that as well. That's all to come. 11 to 1. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. That's Sam Smith. I'm not the only one. Want to wish Josie Fagan in Summerhill a very happy birthday today. She's 87 today. That's coming in with lots of love from Claire, the grandkids, Jaden and Belinda. I uh, hope you're having a really good day. The family are thinking of you, Josie. Now, uh, it seems that this next trend in fashion and it's the next biggest trend is actually tiny. Yeah, the micro mini skirt. So this is kind of something that made an appearance in kind of the mid noughties, is it? I want to say worn by kind of, you know, people like Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie, Britney Spears. And uh, it's been picked up now full steam ahead on the runway this year. Um, lots, And it's just like the miniskirt, you know what I mean, is, you know, you need to have a certain amount of confidence, I think, to wear a miniskirt at the best of times. This is the micro mini, micro, micro. OK, and I'm talking really micro here. Um, we're going to be chatting to Maria Macklin our image consultant from House of Colour very shortly about all of this and uh, I know that we would have spoken to her before about the kind of the mini skirt initially which would have been kind of you know seen throughout fashion history but I think Mary Quant really is kind of I suppose um, the, the lady that brought it to the forefront of the fashion era in the 60s do you remember wearing minis do you still wear minis do you, would you wear a micro mini I want to know on 0861800658. There was another weird trend as well with these um, micro minis that kind of was doing the rounds around that kind of time with Paris Hilton and that. People used to wear the jeans or trousers and then these micro minis sort of over them, which was the most daftest 
trend really I yeah I didn't like it at the time definitely that's something I don't think we should be bringing back leave it firmly where it was but anyway the micro mini is making a comeback would you wear one is my question let me know 086-1800-658 now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the crownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi I'm Louise Anne Hathaway stars alongside Jared Leto in the new series We Crash that's on Apple TV Plus now. It follows the rise and fall of WeWork that grew to $47 billion in under a decade and the love story between its founder and his wife. Anne recalls her first ever audition and it was an unusual one. It was an anti-smoking campaign and I had to react to a boy who was meant to be my boyfriend coughing up a lung in front of my parents and I truly did not know what to do or how to react. They handed him blue earmuffs and this poor kid had to cough hard enough and then kind of make himself produce a blue earmuff as a stand-in for his lungs. Neither of us got the part. Chester Bennington's widow says the pain of losing him doesn't get any easier as she pays tribute on what would have been his 46th birthday. The Lincoln Park singer died in 2017. Talinda's shared a photo on Instagram promising to raise their kids the way they always talked about. Camilla Cabello has finally addressed that wardrobe malfunction on Capital in the UK. She was on The One Show when she suffered a nip slip on live TV and she found the whole thing hilarious. Anybody that knows me knows that there's multiple nip slips a night. So I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it happened this late in my career. Like, I feel like my, my, somehow a boob always manages to pop out. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Fair play to Dua Lipa. And actually, interesting news, because I do follow Dua Lipa on Instagram. And there is kind of a bit of a local connection to this because the Fly Youth Dance Studio, which are kind of, they have members around this neck of the woods. Uh, This is, I think I was the first year presenting on 11 to 1 and Fly Youth came in. And do you remember Zach Milne? He was, he he performed on, uh, I think it was Ireland's Got Talent at the time. And he did this kind of really unusual, well, we thought it was unusual form of dance, voguing at the time. And Michelle Visage was a real kind of advocate for him and real supporter. He is actually dancing with Dua Lipa at the moment. I couldn't believe it when I saw it popping up on the Instagram feed. He is incredible, an incredible talent and delighted to see him doing well. So there you go, a little tiny bit of local information connection there to Dua Lipa. Now, if you have somebody in your house or maybe you yourself are thinking of this, this uh, is apprenticeships we're talking about. Um, This might interest you because the Apprenticeship Expo It's on next Tuesday, okay? So Tuesday, March 29th. It's happening in the Knightsbrook Hotel from 9am. You can meet employers with jobs on offer and take that first step on your career path. You can enjoy live demonstrations and one-to-one career advice. There's also CV clinics as well. The Apprenticeship Expo is really a one-stop shop for everything connected to apprenticeships. So if you're somebody who is maybe doing the Leave Insert this year and they're not going on to college and they'd like to do an apprenticeship, they'd like to get more information about about it uh, or maybe you yourself are interested in this you can find all of the details on apprenticeshipexpo.ie but that's happening March 29th at the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim from 9am There's Human League on LMFM's 11 to 1 Don't You Want Me Not a lot of people wanting the Micro Mini. We're talking about the Micro Mini because it seems to be back on runways. I think we have Mew Mew and Blue Marine. They're the brands (laughs) to blame with regards to this. Uh, I'm asking you, would you go for the Micro Mini? Would you wear one? Kira says, Sinead, I don't have the legs for the Mini or the Micro Mini. So definitely a no, says Kira. Brenda says, think the Micro Mini is only for teenagers. Now, I don't know about that part of it, but we might get into that with with Maria Macklin. Uh, I'd wear a Mini, but not the micro mini says Chloe and Melissa says Sinead used to wear the mini going to discos in the 80s definitely not now though is it a confidence thing or you know do people have this notion that women of a certain age can't wear 
the mini or the micro mini. We're going to get into all of that discussion as well with Maria Macklin very, very shortly. She's also going to be chatting to us about, you know, this new idea of hybrid working. Okay, so some of us are in the office some days in the week. The, re- the rest is at home. There's this hybrid sort of form of working. Also, you know, the, the uniform or the, the sort of attire that you wear to work has changed dramatically. So how do we adapt to this hybrid way of working? What do, way should our wardrobe reflect all of this? And more importantly as well, how does what we wear, if the kind of professional uniform to a certain extent is abandoned, how does what we wear reflect us as a person and what kind of message are we giving uh, our bosses you know who might be looking at us for potential promotion all of these things come into play we're going to be chatting to image consultant Maria Macklin just after these 11 to 1 with Yes, we're two years on from the pandemic and we are adapting to a new way of working with many companies adopting a hybrid model of in the office and working from home. But how does this new way of working affect how we dress for work? Work dress codes are becoming a lot more casual and many of the larger corporate organisations are relaxing or removing their guidelines on sort of what to wear. This is great, but it does lead to a lot of confusion as to what is acceptable to wear to work. Well, help is at hand because our image consultant Maria Macklin from House of Colour is here to discuss how to adapt your wardrobe to suit hybrid working and also we're going to chat about the micro mini it's making a comeback in a big way we're going to be learning more about the history of this garment Maria Macklin is on the line how are you doing Maria? Hi Sinead, good afternoon, very well thanks. Good to have you with us again. Now Maria, it used to be so simple, you know, in a way for people, you know, go yeah. to work, you you know that you have to put on a suit and tie or maybe a sharp, uh, you know, a trouser suit or something for, for a woman or a blouse and skirt. This is all changing. It has changed and it was changing already. And it's interesting when you were at school, you know, putting on a uniform every morning made life very easy. Um the, the schools without the uniforms, I, I, I felt had a, had a harder time because it was a bit of competition, and you know you had to figure out what to wear. But the and the and the work uniform has almost disappeared because you're right. It used to be a shirt and tie suit for men, very easy, and either a skirt suit or a dress and jacket or a trouser suit for women, also fairly easy and straightforward. However, within that, there was really not much opportunity for you to express your own style and express your personality. And I remember at school with uniforms, people made their own tweaks. You oh, know, yeah. They either <laughs> turned up their skirt or they added it. I, I used to have two different earrings. One was a safety pin and one was a chain, you know, and I thought I was the coolest thing ever. Maria, but I cannot <laughs> visualise that. At all. Maria, you were a rebel at school. <laughs> little, little bit. But, you know, people, people still add in their own personality when they can and, and when they're allowed to. So, the restrictions having gone means that you can do that more. So you can really be authentic to who to you express who you are. You know, but but you still need to be careful about yeah. being appropriate and not overestimating the casualness of the workplace because you will really do yourself a disservice if you play around with that too much. Um there are a couple of things that really happen when you turn up to work. The first thing is that how you dress it allows people to perceive you in a certain way and the more control you take of that the more the perception will be closer to how you want people to respond to you and and, and your visual expression so um you need to be very careful about how you're being perceived and what that says and when you are perceived as someone who can do the job and you're ready for that promotion, you will get that promotion. You'll be seen as someone who's confident, competent, credible, trustworthy. And all of those are the words that happen when people look at you, when they're appraising you based on a first impression, really. When you walk into that interview or when you walk into that client negotiation or when you're meeting a new customer, people only have your visual expression to go on in the first instance. And that's really where they start the judgment process. And and we do all judge whether we like it or not. We're hardwired to judge. And the more you can take control of that, the better, so that you're not starting on the back foot. 
when you make, I mean, the statistic is when you make a bad first impression, you have to have eight positives with that person in order to get back to a starting point. Wow, that's really interesting. That's real food for thought there. Because as you say, you know, we we do this so subconsciously. We look at people, we're met, taking a mental image, we're judging, mm. you know, how they look, mm. what way they're dressed, are they dishevelled, are they, you know, presented well. And that's so interesting. So eight more positive eight interactions. Positive. My yeah. goodness. Okay. So you've got to work really, really hard to get back to a starting point. And the person you're dealing with has to work really, really hard to give you the chance to get back to that starting point. So the work happens on both sides of, of that relationship, whatever that relationship is. So that's the first thing, how you're perceived and your first impression. The second thing is that what you work can enhance your own psychological state. So it yep. can improve your performance on what you do. If you decide you're going to have a pajama day, you won't attack your tasks in as as productive way as if you were dressed for the job. Um, You know, and and it's called, that's called enclosed cognition. And there has been a lot of studies done on that so that the performance related effects of wearing specific articles of clothing and how we behave when, when we wear those, just even down to the point where um, teams wearing particular colours will perform better than teams wearing other colours. So it does. When you add a jacket, you tend to sit up straighter. Yeah. You, you hold yourself more confidently. And you, so so there's that. So there's, those are the two reasons that you really need to think about what you're wearing, particularly if you're in an office environment. Yes, because we spoke about this as well, you know, at the start of the pandemic, we didn't know what we were at, you know, a lot of people were adapting to working from home and we reached for the comfort, we reached for the loungewear, we stayed in pyjamas and we had this discussion about how it really does massively impact on your productivity. And as you say, you know, you're too comfortable there in the the LPJs, so you need to to kind of smarten up and kind of be more kind of present in what you're doing. And you're so right, clothes as well can be, you know, a, a mood booster, like today I'm wearing a bright pink uh, purely because I know you're coming on as well Maria you know you've got to bring the colour out Uh, (laughs) because I can see you Sinead (laughs) (laughs) but you know you're right it does it it does something to us psychologically so you know many people are happy now yeah sorry the other thing is that if you're feeling a bit down if you're feeling like you're not ready to to, to, to face a task put on that jumper Mm. put on that pink put on that red it will really elevate your mood and it really does work I mean it's a simple thing but it really does work so effective uh, now yeah. a lot of people are happy to be moving into this hybrid form of work you know yeah. with the, with some yeah. in the office some at home but how does one adapt our wardrobes like is there such a thing because I know Maria now you're not in this camp at all you wear your clothes for every and all occasion but there are people yeah. out there that like to have kind of a few staples maybe a capsule wardrobe if you will of workwear so is that advisable for people who kind of want a few go-to items that they can kind of uh, rely on, you know, when it comes to going into the office? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely have a capsule if, if that's what works for you. You're right. I, my, my, my clothes do a lot of different jobs for me, but some people like to have a separate work wardrobe to their home wardrobe so they can separate that in their mind and they can separate their, their tasks so when they come home, they change and they know that they're no longer at work and that relaxes them. It's the opposite of what we were just talking about. So, I mean, it's, it's very simple. A capsule work wardrobe, you really need to cover five days. Yeah. And now with hybrid working, you mightn't even need to do that. You, you might only need to be above the keyboard, have impact above, above your waist, from your waist up, if you're working from home for two of those days. But you need to have five days of work. And I've just been away for a week. I took with me two pairs of trousers, three tops and three jumpers. And I don't know how many outfits I can make out of that. Probably 12, 13, 14, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if if you have a, a wardrobe that that harmonises with you and that is in harmony with all, if the items are in harmony with each other, it's very easy to mix and match. And I would suggest that you need maybe three bottoms, six yep. tops, two jackets, or cardigans, depending on the on the formality of your workplace. You mightn't even need a jacket. A cardigan might suffice. Um, one coat and a, and and a couple of pairs of shoes. And that's it. Go to job yeah, done. Yeah. And, and this is do, if, yeah. Particularly if you're starting out, if you're a new graduate and you're starting out yes. on budget, you really don't need a huge amount. Three suitable bottoms and six, and six tops that gives you eighteen outfits already. 
Yes, and, and jacket and cardigan, and you double that. Absolutely, and it's cool now to repeat style. Okay, this is what oh, we're trying completely. to tell people. Yeah, there's no need for this, you know, fashion show every single day in the office. No, no, no. no, no. That you work is hard gone. to buy your clothes. You yes, need your clothes to give your repay you. You need the return on that investment. We really do. Yeah. Now, one thing I don't think is going to be making its way back into too many office settings is the micro mini. It's making a comeback. It's all over the runways at the moment. What can you tell us about the micro mini? Well, you know, it might make its way into the office. Should it or shouldn't is the question. Okay. In my opinion, it shouldn't, but it's, there's a place for fashion fads and those are not in, in the workplace, but you know, other people may have a different opinion <laughs> on that. The micro mini is, is very, very micro. I mean, when you were playing Human League there, I was going back reminiscing to my days when I used to wear minis to the discos and, and, my, and my father used to stop me at the bottom of the stairs you know <laughs> and Maria would be hooshing it down she'd be hooshing it down lower yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah I mean the, there's there's a bit of theory there's a theory out there that because we've had our our faces covered that we're uncovering other parts of ourselves I don't know how true that is but the mini skirt has been round the block several times it's been in fashion many times and it first came in really towards the end of the 50s early 60s when above the knee skirts developed in tandem with rock and roll and yeah. dance crazes so that was really and, and we, you were allowed to show a bit more leg there were girls who just didn't want to look like their mothers and and so their their skirts were yanked up a little bit and you're right about Mary Quant she she moved in on that trend she didn't start it but she certainly helped to roll it out around the world and certainly uh, in, in, in the rising hemlines were emerging in London already and she really jumped on it and, and made her clothes shorter. Um, so dresses like that were were around and Carnaby Street was the place, was the centre of all of that and, and the, the hemline moved up and up and up. Um, and the mini, interestingly, the, the term came from an abbreviation of a miniature. So it's like a miniature skirt. It has been used to describe the car, the mini car. Yes. Moved over to fashion. So, yeah, it, it really, really arrived in 1966. That's when it really came in. Twiggy was modelling it on the catwalk and um, Scylla Black was wearing it when she sang, belted out her pop song. So, yeah. Now, there was a woman that could wear a mini well, even, even you know, well into her later years or more mature years as well. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. could. Yeah, and what oh, about yeah. this now? Because a lot of messages that are coming in here are to do with, you know, don't have the legs for it. Uh, definitely would have worn it when I was younger, but I don't think it's appropriate now. I mean, this is nonsense, yeah. really, this idea of age-appropriate wear, isn't it? Well, it is. For, for me, I'm not a fan of age-appropriate wear. I think you need to wear what you're comfortable in. Yeah. Um, now, I, I wear above, above the knee skirts. They've got a little bit lower in my later years. <laughs> I wouldn't be comfortable in a micro mini. I think they're really, really short. I <laughs> they're mean, a bit they're too short, yeah. About, oh, for me, they're they're too short. Um, and they don't suit everybody. I no. Are you gone? Are you there? Have we lost you? Oh, No. We've lost Maria there. I'm not sure what's happened, uh, but that was very interesting. We've been talking about micro minis. Um, we were coming towards the end of the chat. Just I always remind people as well, if you would like, you know, advice in terms of, you know, if you look in your wardrobe and if all you see is clothes and you don't know what to be doing and you don't know if things suit you or don't suit you. Maria is there. She's available for people. If you'd like to get in touch with her for your own consultation, you can reach out to her on social media, unlocking your style on on Instagram, Facebook. You can also email her. She's maria.macklin at houseofcolour.com uh, People getting in touch about the minis. I'll get to some of your messages just after these. 11 to 1. Just getting back to some of your messages about minis. Sinead, I wore a mini wedding dress when I got married in 1970. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. That's coming in from Mary. A mini wedding dress. That's amazing. Uh, West Street on a Saturday night, the micro mini never went out of fashion, says James Andrada. James, I know what you're talking about there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the micro mini, I yeah, I think I'd agree with Maria. It's a little bit too short for me. I'm all about minis though. I could go for a mini, but the micro mini, it's a little bit much, but it is on catwalks all over the place so you know if you fancy that sort of thing go for it but you need a healthy dose of confidence I feel when it comes to wearing stuff like this 
There's Mojo Lady Hear Me Tonight. Want to dedicate that one to Eve Wardick Clark. There's a request coming in for you. A very happy 40th birthday today. Eve wore a micro mini blazer dress to her party and she looked amazing. She's a footballer, has the legs. Lots of love. Can't wait to see you later on. That's coming in from your mum, Patricia. Eve, hope you're having a great day. Fair play to you. The micro mini blazer dress. Don't think I have the guts to wear it, but I'd say it looks great. Thank you so much for that message. Hopefully Eve is having a great birthday. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Meath County Council requires a beach lifeguard to apply. You can check the current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. There's information there. Sarah Thompson and Associates requires qualified and part qualified accountants for their busy practice in Kells County Meath. You can send your CV to sarah at sarahthompson.ie or check the website sarahthompson.ie. Progressive Genetics are recruiting manual milk recorders in Kells, Navin, uh, Enniskeen and Carrickmacross areas. You can apply and contact Contact Louise Knight on 087-250-5723 for more information there. Uh, Sky Handling Partner Dublin Airport are recruiting full-time baggage handling agency agents. You can apply to jobs at shp.ie or check out the website skyhandlingpartner.ie. Experienced childminder required to mind a seven-month-old and a two-year-old child in the minder's own home in the North Drogheda area starting this August. Uh, you can text this number, please, 086-073-2972. It says no calls, please. Text only. Meath County Council requires health and safety assistant. You can check the current vacancies on their website for details there. And they're also looking for a beach warden. Again, the website for Meath County Council will have all of the details there. And don't forget, all of those details can be found on our website at lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Now we're going to be finding out more about a great initiative that the Wolf Tones GFC are involved in. It kicked off at the weekend. It's called Gaelic for Girls. We're going to chat to the PRO of the club, Anya Clinton, just after these. 11 to 1. It may not be surprising to hear that one in two girls drop out of sport-related activities by the time they hit their teenage years, with a lack of confidence and lack of support being two of the top reasons for why they do this. Gaelic for Girls, it's a nationwide programme aimed at increasing the number of girls playing ladies football in clubs around the country, is on the go. And this year, the Wolf Tones GFC in Drogheda has been selected to take part in this 10-week programme. But they're hoping more girls from the area will get involved. They kick-started it over the weekend and there was a great response to this but they want more to sign up. Joining me now to tell us more is Anya Clinton. She's PRO of the Wolf Tones GFC. How are you doing Anya? Hi Sinead, how are you? I am great and I'm really excited to talk about this because anything to highlight girls doing you know more sport is, is always a plus. But tell me about this, it's Gaelic for Girls. It's a fantastic initiative taking place in clubs around the country. What's it all about? Hi, say Well, Gaelic for Girls, it's a nationally run programme supported by the LGFA to encourage more girls to become involved in Gaelic games. The programme was actually launched in 2008 and it's run in clubs across the country. Um, this year, the Wolf Towns are one of 38 clubs in Ireland with two in the UK taking part. We're one of only three in Louth who are offering the programme. It's a 10-week programme. It incorporates coaching sessions in a fun, non-competitive way and its aim is to increase participation in ladies' Gaelic football and to integrate these girls at the end of the programme into our existing teams. Um, I guess the focus will be on fun incorporating the LGFA philosophy of levelling the playing field and to promote maximum participation. Fantastic. Okay, so this kickstarted, as you said, it's a 10-week programme. It kickstarted uh, on Saturday, just gone. And I believe you had a really great first week, a huge response to this. There was a great buzz around the pitch on Saturday, Sinead. Um, um, we had over 30 girls register in the lead up to the day, but on the day over 60 showed up. They ranged in ages between 8 and 12. There was a great mix of girls. They all mixed together really well and everybody had great fun, I have to say. Fantastic. So that was like double the, the expectation that you were looking for, which is great. Absolutely. So what about people, because I know there's girls maybe who would have started off playing and then dropped off. They've obviously signed back up to this. But what about people who have no experience in any sort of sport or Gaelic at all? They're welcome, obviously, to go along to this. 
Absolutely. Like the program is aimed at girls between the age of eight and twelve who are not currently registered with the GAA club. The program is all about focusing on girls between this age group with no or very limited experience, even if they've never kicked a ball in their life. They say we're all aware of the benefits of sport for our physical and mental well being. Team sport especially can promote the sense of belonging and develop lifelong friendships. I yeah. Guess. It really can. And as you say, you know, being part of a team, even if you're a little bit nervous on that first day, it does have huge benefits, as you mentioned there, both the physical and mental well-being uh, mm-hmm. as, as time goes on. Uh, so give us an idea then of some of the skills that the girls will learn over the 10 weeks. Uh, throughout the programme, like we have a very experienced coaching team and they look at about the basic skills. And these will be tailored to each child's capabilities. They'll be coached on the fundamental skills and fundamental movements of Gaelic. For example, the solo, the tackle, the block, the pick-up, the hop, the hand pass. And our aim is to ensure the activities are fun and enjoyable, where the focus is on learning through fun, inclusion and play. Yeah, and this idea, you see, another part of this is a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, if I have to go up against other people, that can throw them off as well. So this is, as you say, it's all about fun. That competitive element isn't really there with this. It's just about getting the skills down. Now, um, as I mentioned at the start there, you know, one in two girls dropping out of sport by the time they even get to their teens. This is quite concerning. You're hoping an initiative like the Gaelic, uh, Gaelic for Girls will reduce these statistics and kind of keep them in sport. Absolutely. Unfortunately, that is what happens sometimes, that one and two drop out by the time the girls hit their teenagers. And sometimes there's no obvious reason. Um, it can be the drop-off coincides with girls maybe starting secondary school mm. where they meet different friend groups or develop different interests. It could be down to a lack of self-confidence. Um, initiatives like Gaelic for Girls do help reduce these statistics. Like, for example, we ran this programme before. I think it was 2018. I'm not 100% sure. But as a result of it, we now have an under 14, 15 and 16 ladies team which hadn't been there before. Oh, fantastic. That's a great result. That's exactly what you're looking for. Now, of course, yeah. You know, as we said, we start, you started the programme there on Saturday. There's nine more weeks left. You're still encouraging mm-hmm. people to, to go along and give the sessions a try. So where and when does it all start and how can people sign up? Um, our coaches and coordinators will be up the pitch on the Platten Road on Saturday morning from 10am. They'll actually be there before 10am starting up, but 10am is when it actually starts. Yep. Um, you can just come along and make yourself known to them or you can contact us by email, by, on Facebook or Instagram. Just search up Wolf Tongues GFC and Drahada and you'll be able to find us. Fantastic, Anya. I think what you're doing is great. I really do. And I hope that this is a fantastic success. Thank you so much for joining me. I just want to say one more thing, Shane, yeah. that's okay. Um, if your child doesn't fit these criteria of the programme of the ages of eight child, they're still more than welcome up in the club. We can facilitate them in their, our existing teams. We have teams for girls and boys from nursery upwards. That's from four years of age upwards. We have juvenile teams for every age group. Um, you can contact myself through any of our social media pages and I'll be able to help out and answer any questions anybody might have. Fantastic, Anya. It's a great club. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks Take a million. Care. Anya Clinton there. As she mentioned, if your child doesn't meet the criteria for the Gaelic for Girls, there is something available for them at the club. You can find all the details on their Facebook page. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed. I'll leave you in the company of Matthew Wilder. Have a great Monday. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.